0: And the Unfiltered Real Talk Podcast. I am so excited to bring this conversation to you today. It is heavy. I want to warn you up front that it is a little bit of a heavy topic. However, it is timely. It is very much needed. And I truly hope that it warms your heart. It blesses you and it touches you to be a better person. And to intercede on behalf of women out there who are affected by the story that we're going to be sharing today so welcome on board let's move on to meet my guest her name is Tokumba we are talking about her experience near experience twice actually of coming close to being raped here in Canada believe it or not where we both reside so let's go over to go meet my guest Tokumba welcome Tokumba how are you today
1: I'm okay. Yeah? (laughs) Good. That's a great video, by the way. Yeah.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. So you're feeling good. You're okay. Yeah. Had a good day today, I hope. For the most part, yes. That's
1: good. That's good. (laughs) And yourself, did you have a good day too?
0: It was mostly good. I I got my COVID-19 vaccine shot today.
1: Awesome. Awesome. I'm right behind you. Give me a few more months, then I'll get back. Good. That's what
0: I want to hear. I think people are getting it and yes. I hope people will kind of waking up for this whole idea of it being bad for you
1: absolutely absolutely I, and the video you did about that was very informative I thank I, I you watched it and I have to even rewind a few parts just to remember some things and my husband got his, his shot already first off okay for people who know me Tokumbo is a really mm-hmm. good friend of mine like we worked
0: together and that's how we met and formed a relationship and so you just told me very recently about something that happened and I was just completely be shocked because I've known you for quite a while right. I want to say at least six years I've known you
1: I think longer but okay it might be longer
0: yes. but however I didn't know about this part of your life so I just want to first off say thank you so much for choosing to come on my podcast to share this you haven't shared it publicly in this mm-hmm. kind of scope so I feel really blessed that you chose need to bring this on board to come and bless somebody else and and, and hopefully teach one or two lessons to our people on how to be better and to do better
1: I hope so too (laughs) yeah
0: I hope so too that's that's the point of what we do here you know so thank you so tell us a little bit about yourself and you know why you wanted to come on board and come talk to me about your near experience with rape
1: well depending on how how long you've known me some people call me tokumbo and some people know me as timidaya so but most people I would say call me tokumbo but so, yes, Um, Ooh. I consider myself Canadian-Nigerian. I spent my life in Canada. My parents moved to Canada in the early 70s. Um, and then we moved back to Nigeria at some point. So, I lived in Nigeria from the age of five to maybe 12. Oh, so you take. really young. Yeah, so I think like my first time, well, being knowledgeable, I came to Nigeria at five. And then I left at 12. So, Yes. Those formative years, right? That's about, you know, why I consider myself Canadian-Nigerian because reality is, (laughs) I only spent, what, seven years in Nigeria at best. Um, I'm a wife. I'm a mother of two.
0: So I know you spent just a really short time growing up in Nigeria. But for that six years-ish that you spent there, do you recall what it felt like, what it was like growing up there?
1: Yes. So I remember definitely I came from a very sheltered, protected um, upbringing i'm the fifth of five children and it's quite an age gap between me and my other siblings so i would say i was that empty nesters baby for my parents Ah, so there was quite so i had a lot of adults around me so were quite protective i never really had that on super i didn't have as much unsupervised play if you know what i mean like so there was school and then there was home there was Mm -hmm. school one or two people who i could go play with and that was it Um, And even then it was like, nope, not today. And so there was that. I remember that security was something that was always on high alert. In fact, you know, it's things that you take for granted now as an adult. I remember when I was little going to bed There was always a certain level of fear in the nineties, the early nineties. A lot of um, armed robbery going on. You know how like you have waves of oh, right now it's a kidnapping wave. Right now it's a this wave, whatever you want to call it. So At that time, I would say break-ins, armed robberies in the home were like that was the norm.
0: It was like the order of the day. Yes, yes
1: bingo. So pretty much every night, it <laughs> consisted of a very strong, long prayer. Yeah. You're locking all your doors. Yeah, like you're, you're in prison. sleeping with
0: one eyes open. You know, Right, you know. and then
1: you go to bed. And so psychologically for me as a child, I didn't feel 100% safe. Because normally when you're a child, you're aloof and not aware of the dangers around. That's part of what Wait, Which part of is.
0: Nigeria did you grow up in? Ibado.
1: So at that time, I just, so we never, our home was never robbed or um, maybe only one or two people I can say in our immediate neighborhood got Mm -hmm. robbed, but it was just something I was very aware of. And I think it's because the adults around you are very aware of it. So the locking of the door, like, girl, you know how it is. You have the outer door and the inner door. (laughs) In the in the the door. Yeah, I know what you mean. The the door with a net. Then sometimes you have the door with a net, a wooden door, and an iron bar The iron door, door, they call
0: it the burglary-proof door. My ninja people. I'm sure you you know what I mean.
1: Okay. And that's almost every door in the house. And
0: sometimes- You can't break through that door. You got to be like a welder, basically, in order to (laughs) be able to go through those burglary doors. I mean, we laugh
1: about it now, but if you think about it, it's like you're literally a prisoner in your home at that moment, right? Because- Let's digress. I did work in corrections in Canada, and I can tell you the lockdown's not that deep. It is not. I want that- to talk about your correction experience Girl, because I love be CBS. Anybody
0: who knows me loves <laughs> I love to watch immigration TV shows. That's one of my favorite. And the American one has way more drama than the Canadian yes, one. Yes, of course. So as, as, a, as, as an immigration usual. officer, what's up with these people who come with live chicken and cooked meat? You know, all
1: kind of exotic. Okay, the cook meat, don't judge. Oh, okay. Why should I not judge that? <laughs> what about no, the live chicken? Okay, if okay, I don't no, want to okay, judge no, okay, no, no, no. that's taking it too far. Okay. I'm What's not the... even sure how the chicken made it. I do want to
0: ask, going back to the fact that you kept using the word that you lived a sheltered life, being the last, you know, and the youngest and also big age gap between your siblings and yourself. Do you remember? I guess I should say. If there was a difference in the way boys and girls were raised, either in your family or the families around you, do you feel like there was a difference? And what was that difference? Did that impact your definition of living a sheltered life?
1: Definitely was a difference. I think somewhere between five and 12, I definitely knew that there was more danger for me as a girl. As a girl. Than there was for a boy. Usually it was... Um, so, you know, for kids in general is, oh, careful, so a stranger doesn't kidnap you. And that goes for boys and girls, right? Mm-hmm. But then yes. as a girl, there was an added layer of, be careful, someone does not hurt you that way. Now, they never really, you know how old school parents, <laughs> they never But they really... can
0: hurt a boy that way too. That's
1: true. But think right? about mentality, right? Well, that's fair. The mindset yep. is when we often think about assaults that of a sexual nature it's you most of the time you think about women or girls yes. you don't think about boys nowadays people understand that it, this can happen to both male children female children or males or females but yes. predominantly statistically the number is way is more female than they are males
0: i would right? agree i would i would drop in real quick and just say that it's also possible that for boys, they're underreported because boys Absolutely. and men don't typically come forward as much as women do. And even I a agree. lot of women don't even report either. I agree. So it's, it's totally possible agree. that that statistic is just not complete because yes. that information does not exist.
1: Absolutely. I've always said that stats are as good as who collects them and Absolutely. how you fine tune them. There's no doubt that there's definitely more underreporting as males, but I will say though that this topic being more in the limelight lately, I asked a friend of mine, a male friend of mine said, you know, as a guy, are you concerned of your safety when you walk on the street at night? That's a good question. And, right? I And he said, no. He said the most if you're working in a bad neighborhood, it's more of, oh, i don't going to get robbed, but that's not it's not gender specific or it's not sex specific, right? It's any but anyone can be a victim to that. But he said, I said, but do you feel like when you're walking alone at night or in, in, in a, or somewhere, or are you ever concerned about your safety when it comes to being sexually it's just assault? He said, No, never. Wow. She said, I've never felt that way. That's I a don't deep think question. most men do. So even though it definitely is, it does stats but not fully capture boys or male, mm-hmm. I still feel like when it gets a certain stage, it's a woman or a girl, no matter what stage of life you are, it's always a concern. It's
0: always a concern.
1: Or you're, or you're you're, mindful of it, right? And so I think that's where, even though it's not reported, that's where it's unfortunately more experienced, I would say, by women.
0: Yeah. Because the reason I asked that question is, you know, I feel like girls are really raised to be, you know, a very sheltered life, raised to be protected, protected raised to feel like they are cherished and more harm can come to them than can come to boys mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily raised to be prepared for this harm no. so yes you're raised like you use that word "shouted," and I really like that word mm-hmm. raised to be protected and you need to be careful about this and about mm-hmm. that but it's never about if this does happen what are you supposed to do what do you do how do you take care of yourself
1: society I find raises, often raises girls to be responsible, to be solely responsible for their safety. It's, we don't, I, I find that often there isn't much talk to boys because it starts at a certain age, right? You don't wake up one day and just do something. It's, it's, it's a gradual process, right? There's not much talk to boys, young men or men about what consent is, about not, not being a predator, about consequences. Of such behavior right this it's kind of like when you know when boys saw their oats. If you, if you get what i mean it's oh he's a correct guy you know yeah, bad old, right? man. yeah hey you understand but if it's if it's if it's a girl ah, she's a yeah she's big right? all kinds
0: of labels yeah
1: yeah so what so it's the same thing when it comes to that safety part whereby it's almost as if the total owner of the job is on you as a girl not to be in a position to be for that to be done to and not to have that be done to you and forgetting that you have to have the conversations with the other party other it takes two. Yeah. no one gets not there's no no one gets assaulted on their own someone has to do something to someone
0: yeah double is standard.
1: This, it's double standard but i'm just double trying standard.
0: to think about why we raise our boys and girls that way then like what is it within our Nigerian culture, or maybe I can extend it to say African culture right. that or even we are,
1: you know, general culture or
0: general. Yes, right. I agree, hundred
1: mm-hmm. percent. I think so. For example, from someone who was who was who's gone to the school system in both countries. Now, keep in mind, five to seven. Sorry, five to twelve. <laughs> in the in the early in the early nineties, it's very different from today. So I'm going to, yeah. like to speak on time frame, right? At that time, there wasn't any sex education in Nigeria, to my knowledge. I, but when I moved back to Canada at 12, there was education. That's not in the curriculum. I don't know about now, but back then, all yeah, you got was, was your science class where you learned about the reproductive system. The only reference to reproduction is mommy and daddy. When a man and a woman marry, and to, there's even they don't even entertain the idea Or oh, back then of this should never occur outside of that right so never mind oh this security part right so usually back then when a girl becomes of age right when you you go into puberty or whatever it may be the most many of us who are of that generation of that era got if you got any talk at all because some people said their parents never had a single talk to them about 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 puberty about boys about girls sex nothing i don't remember
0: my parents having this conversation with me Uh, And and
1: that's very normal yeah at that time, right? The most you would get as a girl at that time that was common was
0: don't get pregnant.
1: Don't go, bingo. Don't go nail a boy. Don't <laughs> let a boy touch you. Now, you don't even know what touch you means, okay? Don't let a boy touch you. You're going to get pregnant. Don't catch you for a corner. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, and you're like, catch me in the corner. What happens in the corner? At that point, you don't even know what they're talking about, right? That's the most you get, right? And, and then some people get nothing at all. So you often learn about these things from your friends. And maybe that super cool auntie who's a bit more liberal and speaks mm. about it, right? So there isn't much education to begin with, and then never mind about awareness and safety. so if you're not even talking openly about what what should be spoken about, never mind now the other layers of it and safety and You know, there's this mindset of, oh, almost as if it's a man's natural nature to be prowling. Like, I mean, you can go into the science of it or whatnot. That's not even the point. The point is, irrespective of whether you say men are moved by what they see and blah, 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 blah. blah, Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, there's a choice. It does not give you the right force yourself on someone to pressure yourself on someone and to do harm on someone. Period. Don't give me none of that. Oh, when the body, mm mm-mm you know, when it's, or when, the, you know when, it's it's when an instinct takes over, it's not like a switch goes off and you lose your mind and you become like a zombie and you just yeah don't want to digress but I feel that like we're raised differently in the sense that it's almost always the girl's responsibility and 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 unfortunately it's always the girl's fault because one of the first things people will say um, when you hear so I guess just general statements here right oftentimes when the same issue of don't go near a boy, don't let him touch you, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's you, 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 you. It's not you're it's not the other here, person. It's about bingo.
0: you. You yes. don't go near a boy. You don't yes. let them. So what about the boy?
1: Bingo. How you about, hardly hear. Yes, you hardly hear boys being told. Be respectful of a girl. Doesn't, don't do anything she do. doesn't
0: want to. Yes. Make don't sure pressure you her. Get her consent verbally, yes.
1: acts exactly. over and over and again. And at to any be time sure. that consent can be withdrawn. Withdrawn. That's go. another whole story, but. They're not even ready for that yet. So so let's off let's even first start with consent in yes, itself really before we even take it to the next level level of oftentimes. I remember growing up when you would hear about um, the few times you would hear people talk about somebody did something to somebody, right? Or a woman got hurt will be what were you doing there? Yeah, what were you wearing? Back to my point about. You being, the, you being blamed. What were you doing there? Why were you there? What were you worrying? What did you say? What cues did you give yeah. the person? Why did you go alone? Exactly. It's, it's always Back about you, to you, Your you, fault. You. Exactly. And so that's the way it's it's been. And so the older I got, I've always been in that mindset, oh, be careful, be careful. Of course, you know, girls, most of the time it's like, oh, don't get pregnant. Don't you get pregnant. <laughs> don't you get pregnant. Your life is you know, over. Pretty yeah. much it's like there are other things that are actually... That I, that I would I would consider that worse than that. But the mindset of that era is, ooh, having a child in wedlock. That's like yeah, that's, that's the worst that's thing. thing. That's all yeah. that matters. Not addressing the assault part, not just anything. And then the shame. All of these things are often why a lot of people don't come out to say anything because of the shame and the stigma that comes with it. You know, it's taken a lot for me to even speak about. it. You know, I remember when we had this talk about whether or not to make this an audio or a video, mm-hmm. and why would that matter? Maybe because of oh you no, know, if once it's out there, people know. Okay, people know. So you know, yeah. why why am I the carrier of the quote unquote shame of what wow. of this what is, occurred to me? This is deep. Do you, you see what I'm saying? So I even me as an you. adult woman, a grown woman, okay, I, I I had to be like, wait a minute, am I okay with that? Am I okay with what people might think or feel. I, I think to myself, I can't let what other people, I can't let people put their shame on me. I'm not the one who did something wrong. Somebody That's else did. Right. I'm not the one who should if be ashamed. Can we
0: get this word right now? This is word right now. You're not the person who did something wrong. Absolutely. why should you continue to live like you did something wrong and carry uh, that shame because absolutely. i was surprised we talked about this it was gonna be audio yeah. and i was ready for that and then i called you and you were like looking snatched and looking <laughs> good,
1: this is my everyday and good. Talking about. <laughs> girl you're just I, well your everyday look is really good so i'm just like <laughs> girl, I it's go. we ain't going nowhere so you best look well, I was in my pajamas and here
0: is Tokumba looking all ready to go prime and proper. And I'm just like, I'm in my pajamas. I thought this was audio. I'm like, <laughs> I better run go dress up because hey. this is a blessing and an opportunity that you're willing to do this on both video and audio because it's, it's bravery even doing it on audio. Yes. And bravery, putting your story out there, putting your face to your story. And just, I'm just getting goosebumps. I'm just really, really honored. I thank you
1: for the opportunity, too, right? Because it's, I hope that, you know, it it helps someone, right? Because I know a lot of times, sometimes when we haven't experienced something firsthand, it's hard to have empathy or to understand. And this is not one of those things where you want someone to experience it to understand where you're coming from.
0: Absolutely not. Because I don't
1: wish that experience on. Anything. on anyone right yeah. and you know and part of why i wanted to share my stories because i'm somebody who for those who know me really well even in my earlier days you would know i'm very security conscious i am very security conscious right yeah. um and I, that's part of just again upbringing the sheltered life you know personality maybe but also training you know my work history a lot yeah. i've done different jobs right and yeah. a lot of my jobs in the past have been enforcement so that's my background. So I've had like training and self-defense. So I want to believe that, unlike the average person, I'm probably more alert about my security than the average person, just because I've been trained that way. So well, I think I was predisposed to be that way because I was raised that way. But then my my professional life also made it heightened. So in terms of my, I've had this has happened to me twice, worth mentioning. So my age. So the first time I was 19. At that point, I didn't have any training, like physical self-defense training per se, but I had a little bit of, you know, seen a few quick videos not videos but like quick things of how to like defend yourself yeah how to unravel yourself if okay. you can i had seen that a few times here and there then i was in university so of course here in this is in canada right in canada. so again okay. mindset and approach towards things so of course later on when we talk about what can we do differently as a society or nigeria in general um some of the things that were done at the university, I think helped me. So university I went to with McMaster and they were very big on um, talking about security and safety for girls on campus, right? University is a place where a lot of people are exploring, they're young, mm-hmm. it's their first time out of home. So they're unsupervised. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we had a, I don't remember what it was called, but the student union had a, a branch that dealt with education and tips for girls. So they had this coaster. Date rape drug became popular, I, I think, around that time, the, the mm-hmm. early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I, 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 but I just yeah, know that that, that time... Sounds familiar. Yeah. I, I remember that time, you know, they, they they came up with coasters whereby if you if you go to the, a restaurant or the bar or a friend's house and you have that coaster, if someone has laced the drink, you can actually drop a, a bit oh, on wow. the coaster. If it changed color... Then you bingo, know that it's been laced. Bingo. That's how... How forth-thinking wow. people had gone in terms of creating little things you can keep with you for your safety. Because it was another thing that happens to people is whereby something happens to you and you don't even remember, but you know something happened to you. So, going to, so that's one thing. So I remember that. I remember in school, they, um, the student union ensured that the university installed more lights, in areas of the mm-hmm. school near the study centers places like you know the libraries parking lots and then they also had like an emergency button like so if you made to the light you pressed it it goes straight to security and they know yes. where you're located at yeah. so there was so many things that were put in place for safety back then there was no smartphone there was no i mean it was analog it was it was in was the flip i, I don't think it was more, i think it was it was it was this is before the flip phones. This is it before
0: flip phones.
1: It was oh. the one where you pulled the antenna. That was a telephone. I remember that's my very first phone. Oh. I I was feeling flat. Yeah, <laughs> my it was really flat. My first was, phone
0: was a flip phone, and I remember just feeling oh that like, was wow. that was, was,
1: was that the razor? the Mo- 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 I what? got
0: the razor. There I remember. Hello, moto. Hello, moto. <laughs>
1: Where are those phones now? That phone was the best. If you wanted to hang up on somebody, smash. It was just, just the phone. best phone for now hanging up on people. You can't really just click. It's not, it's nah, not it's, as effective. It's not as effective. But humor is my thing, by the way. You, you already know this, but <laughs> I joke a lot, and that's how I deal with things. So it's if you're good making too. jokes about it, it's not because it's not a serious topic. It's just that's how I deal with it. Okay. So I was someone who, I was that girl who I, always told people where I was going well, well I didn't go anywhere in fact as an adult so the same way I wasn't like Audi Audi kind of person I didn't go out much I didn't go to clubs with my friends I didn't th- nothing wrong with that I'm just saying that I was a hot yeah, nothing, potato nothing in that sense. you were like you were the good girl that's what like, oh. that people would call t- well what they would yeah. say right but like I wasn't I wasn't a very, I was. I'm an extroverted personality but I don't necessarily like to oh, I'm going to this place I'm going to that place yeah. it's not really my style I like to stay home and be extroverted at home that's more my style um even but even then when I did leave my house I was that girl who would always let my friends know I was that girl who would um only meet someone in public places of the opposite sex friend or not in the public place or with other people with me I was that girl who wouldn't drink from open drinks wow do you know how you mix punches so I don't know what you mean this is my point about being super so if I come to your house and you have a you have like a little punch i was that girl i wouldn't drink your it. whole security and safety
0: measures was already to the t yes as a child as a young yes. lady at this point young woman
1: yes so that whole coaster thing about i didn't even need that because i wasn't even going to drink
0: that's <laughs> okay? where i'm going exactly
1: <laughs> give me a water bottle that is closed and in fact, sometimes I i'm my carrying water my water
0: bottle in my
1: backpack and i know what you that drink. was me so that was me, right? And I'm so true. I was one of those extreme people. So it, so I had like two friends um, who, who I would call if I was going. Somewhere. And then I took it one step further. Not only would I let people know where I was going, what I was doing, who, I would let that person know that people know where I'm at. Wow, girl. I took it to that level. Tips. So, I love so my, it. Yes. Yeah, so my, so the first tips. experience I had, why it took me by surprise was because of the level I was operating under, it was an eye-opener that you could do everything, and it doesn't matter. It it doesn't prevent you. It doesn't prevent someone from making an attempt. The best that they could do is maybe help you escape it, or if unfortunately you don't escape it, maybe help on who did it if you live to tell another day you see what I'm saying I so I was me. that person who took it to the, the further level where I would even let that person know and I wouldn't be like oh so and so is where well. well I was I was thought I was stylish about it so I, I had planned calls so you know how people do that whole I'm going on a date call me in 10 minutes and, it, <laughs> and then oh I'll think. and if I say you I have to go so
0: thorough like
1: yeah, so that wow. was. I had that call thing whereby I would tell the person, I would call a friend of mine, would call me when I'm there, or I would call, and mm-hmm. i would be like, Oh, yeah, I'm here with so and so. We're okay. going to so and so. So that way, the person knows
0: that somebody else knows.
1: Bingo. That was me. So, first time it happened to me, I was in university, like I said, I was 19. Um, and this person was his Nigerian background, who was a student, I believe. They were definitely, I think they were graduate students, I think. So So it was someone who, I, you know how in you know, Nigerian culture, brother, uncle, right? Mm-hmm. It's someone I would have said, I'll call brother this, brother that, under normal circumstances, right? And they tutored me for one of my courses. And so, and, and that course was a, a six credit course. That's like what, first semester, second semester? At this point, I've known this person a year at least. So they tutored me. And I, I passed the course, thank God. That, that, that course and I were not friends. But anyway, I passed the, cor- I passed the course yeah. and I was very grateful. I said, oh, I'm very, very grateful. You know, I wanted just to give the person a gift. Like, oh, can I get you something or a gift card? And he said, oh, you know what? What I would really appreciate is Euclid um, Soup, right? And mind you, this is the era of, there wasn't YouTube then. There wasn't, it's not like now that you can just go online, just Google something or watch a video and do it. So if you didn't know how to do something, you didn't know how to do it that is that was pretty much it the worst you would get is a, a written stuff if you good. had
0: a recipe book yeah I this guess. is like
1: over 20 years ago so like not in day to today so i said oh okay no problem i'll make it and you know you can pick it up or and he said oh you know what i would actually like to learn how to make it so that i know how to do it myself reasonable oh, request right
0: He's very reasonable. And you've Simple known requests. this person for
1: a year. So I've known this person for I think two years, but they've tutored me at least a year. So at this point, I've known this person I want to say for at a least two bit. years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, never made any never made me feel unsafe. Now I knew the person quote unquote liked me or was interested in me, but I, I made it very clear that I wasn't. And I think I had a boyfriend at the time. So I was like, no, um, I'm unavailable and I didn't give any mixed messages as, mm-hmm. as people like to use as excuse as things that you did to make someone do something like that right so anyway um long story short i kind of like, i was kind of hesitant and he's like oh you know i would really appreciate it blah, blah, blah. i thought you know what i've known this person a long time so i said to him well where what's your setup like so i said well can you come to my house and make, i can make it for you then like well then to be carrying a pot of soup back home because remember but there's no Uber. another good point it is no Uber. You gotta go on the bus, and that's mm-hmm. that's scary. That's, scary. that's another good point. So all reasonable requests, I can't make it and bring it. I can't. I can't teach him how he's gonna take it back. So again, the student life. So the can go. Oh, call a cab. Call a cab. <laughs> nobody money? has money nobody for a has cab. Money for- so I was like, okay, I'll go. So I, like typical, everybody lived in a student house. We all lived in a student house, right? Pretty much setup was. It could be a house and have like four or five rooms and each room is rented out to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And so it said, okay, how many people are there? Other people be there. He said, Yes. Is there a common area? Blah blah blah. So okay, no kind of problem. So I called um my friend, that I always call and said, Hey, I'm gonna go make so and so for this person to thank them. I really didn't want to, but I think at this point it's it's the least I can do. And I think it's good to mention that prior to this, maybe I may have gone. Besides the tutoring, so I think on mm-hmm. one occasion, I went to watch a movie together, right? Um, mm. or we, and then on our way back, we stopped and got a bite and we went home. I don't remember if it was that incident or one of the tutoring times that he said something that I should have pegged as a red flag. As a red flag, okay. He said, why do you always tell someone that you're with me? Do you think I'm going to do something? I, I'm not quite sure the way he worded it, but it was one of my stylish what I thought was my low-key hey girl I'm here with mister or so-and-so yeah. you know I'll come to your house after I'm done in about half an hour that was what I did and he said oh something about why do you always have to do that yes you know? so, and, I, and I thought to myself I thought I was being really sly so the fact that he picked it up and knows I've been doing it all the time I thought hmm, okay I don't know that I would have called that a red
0: flag though.
1: In hindsight now, it's only a red flag in the sense that he knew, he noticed it. And that's not bad to notice, but he noticed it in yeah. the sense that he was being mindful. He was studying me. I, I, I think when I think about it now, he was studying me. Yeah. I don't think he necessarily was like, oh, I'm going to hurt. I'm going to hurt. I'm going to hurt. Her. I think he was studying my habits. And because of how how safety conscious I was, there wasn't any opportunity where, if he wanted to attempt something, for it to occur.
0: You were listening to my conversation with Tukumbo, a Nigerian-Canadian living in Edmonton, Alberta, who shares her experience of coming close to being raped twice when she was living in Ontario, Canada. I hope you continue to enjoy and learn from this conversation.
1: When I think about it now, of, you know, when you say, what well, could I have done different and so on and so right. forth, even though it's not your fault. The reality is, in this case, I think I did pretty much any and everything I could have to protect myself and to be careful. And because I was more. consistent, yeah. he had studied me. I think he had been studying and he had been waiting for an opportunity where he was going to have me send me alone Right. Because, again, I wasn't alone, but I'll get to that. So ultimately, you know, I went, I took my stuff, supplies, I went and, you know, I was I cooked it. I showed him how to make it. I you know, gave him the bachelor version. And so just to show you how time has changed and technology, mm-hmm. things that w- wouldn't be an issue now was an issue then. So back then, if you wanted to know when the bus is coming, you have to call a number for that bus stop. Oh, right okay. remember them days I remember okay them days you have to call the number or go on the website on the desktop not yeah. on your phone okay to see when the bus was coming and it and if the bus is coming early you have no way of knowing it's too bad you miss it your best option was to always get there before the bus is due, so the bus is on time. You're good. If the bus is late, you're good. And the bus comes early, you're good. So anyway, good, yeah. um, so I went. You know, it was I was I got there. I let my friend know oh, I'm here. Okay, you know, I kind of surveyed my environment. He had other roommates who were there, so I said to her, "Oh, a lot of people are here. Blah, 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 I'm cooking." You know, I was casual. I wasn't like I wasn't tense and scared the whole time. No, that was just me being me, my normal self, right? But I wasn't like. Oh, what's that? Who's that? No, I wasn't. It wasn't. A, I wasn't. There was asking. no reason for you. Yes, to be I, that exactly. way. Exactly. So I mean, I wouldn't go somewhere if I genuinely thought I wasn't going to be safe. Unless I had no choice, right? Absolutely. I had a choice. Absolutely. I didn't feel that I was not going to be safe. I just was being extra about it. Like, even my friends be like, "Okay, here's here's the call. Know how your family." Now wow, okay. We, we are calling. Are you okay? Are you yeah. safe? Yeah, yeah. Hey, he can't, and she kept saying he can't do anything to you. Like, um, like not him. He was that person that he's the last person. That the last person
0: anybody would ever think would hurt a fly. He's
1: the last he could person.
0: never do like, anything.
1: He was the last person. And I'll get to you know the shock of it, even to myself. Never mind other people. You know, I made the meal and I had the kind of watching Time I would catch the bus. They wanted to be too late. You know how buses end at a certain time, and you have to walk a certain way. And and it wasn't like a big city, so I wanted to be careful of that. So I was done making the meal, and it was then time for me to leave. I didn't even sit and do a chit chat. Like, like, oh, how are you? How's the day? Thanks for your help. Okay, you do this, you do that, and I was done. Okay, let it cool down, split it into parts, and Mm -hmm. you know we want to eat. I'm like, you know what? When I cook, I I normally not hungry, so I was just trying to avoid staying for long because not because. I was afraid, but I just you just you use yourself of being cautious. Yeah, and yeah, it wasn't necessarily someone I would say just hanging, like you know, like I said, like it was someone who I would see as a big brother. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? Yeah. So there was that. Okay, so what we're we gonna talk about? Like when I understand, like I mean, you're your you're a postgraduate student. I'm like doing my undergrad. Like when I say you're postgraduate, 19, I don't, for I, don't sake. I don't mean so, master's. Like, I mean like. I don't know what number of PhD he was at. Mm. So do you get what I mean? So it wasn't someone I would just chill and hang with. It was more like, okay, thank you, So Well, I didn't, but you know what I mean? When I was done, I said, okay, well, uh, can you please help me check when the bus is coming? Because mind you, again, because it's a student housing, people don't have their personal stuff in the, in the common area. So you would definitely not have a computer in a common area, right? So I said, oh, can you help me check when the bus, can you help me go online check when the bus is coming? So he went into, now the computer was in his room. So that's why I asked him to check for me, right? And so then when he went in, to put it up, he did the egg ball, as you're about to call it, the big brother thing. Say, ah, now you're going to send a message, man, I check for you. Come on, uh-huh. check it now. Uh-huh. So again, wow. under normal circumstances, I'm not gonna stand there be like, no, I shall not step two foot five steps into the room to check stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like again, if I'm that scared, the one and am I it's there? also
0: very casual and also a very yes. Nigerian thing to see. You don't and it, you don't yes. tell an elder the person to go do an errand for you. Yes,
1: like Bingo. it's that. especially when it's like right there, right? Exactly. So I was like, okay. Again, and here's he a point. If I was that if if I really thought it was gonna do me harm, then I wouldn't have gone, right? So Absolutely it was again yeah, yeah. at that point I'm thinking, ah so come boy, you're yeah, just being extra. Check this thing and just be on your way. I was like, Okay. I said, Ah, it might be new as in no mm-hmm, mix. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So I walked in, I checked it, so okay, I'd already missed one bus and at that point half an hour was the next. And so I said, like, Okay, you know what? Half an hour, I'll time it in about 15 minutes uh, walk to the bus stop, which is only five minutes away. And then, you know, 10 minutes to spare at the bus stop. And he would walk me there and stay with me. I'm there, I'm standing, <laughs> after I've checked it, I'm actually standing, oh, sit down, oh, no, I'm good, so I'm standing by the door of the room, and he's talked to, him. I get up, and I go, oh, you know what, I think it's time to go, and I think at some point when I came in with my bag, he took my bag and put it inside his room, because again, it's a common area, a common right? area. so that, yeah. let me put the room so it's secure, so that when we're cooking, that way there's no issue, I, again, I didn't even think that deep, so now my bag is inside, right so I'm standing in the room talking and then it's time to go I go oh it's time to go so, oh you're back I go oh, okay so then I step like one or two steps in and then you know he grabbed the bag for me and to this day I can do this mm. so to this day the way the, the speed and quickness in which it happened it's like whoa so so let's say this is the, door, the doorway I'm here he's here I'm trying to grab my bag so he takes one hand Mind you, this is his room, so he knows his room, right? Mm-hmm. And he takes my hand, shuts the light off, and shuts the door simultaneously. Because wow. the, the, the light switch is by the door. So when you put out the light, so now I wasn't trained then, but now as someone who's trained, sense, sensory number one, he's cut off your, your, your sight. Yeah, you don't know where he's at. One of your senses are gone. And your sensation wow. is gone. So lights off, close the door. I think he must have locked it because I, sure I heard a click. You do know those old school door So I heard, I heard a whatever. And then he, I was like, what are you doing? So at th- that point, I was like, what, wait, is that Nepal? Like, to be honest with you, I didn't know he put out the light. I saw his hand move to give me my bag, but the light went off. I mean, this is Canada, let's be for real. That's not normal. So I, the first thing that, oh, is that a power outage? Like, I was confused. I didn't even think, when, when I heard the door go click, that's when I knew oh, hold up now. What's that? And then that click was one step. So mind you, is half a second, lights off. Then I'm like, what's going on? Then click at the, oh, snap. He, at that point, kind of pushed me to the bed. Oh so the room is not that big, right? Because when you're studying housing, the rooms are not I get huge, I like little right?
0: dorms, yeah.
1: Pretty much. So the distance between the door and the bed is maybe two, three steps. So at that point he's he, you know he kind of held me, moved me in, and movie and then pushed me onto the bed and I was like what are you doing let me go at that point I'm thinking, this is not I go this is not a joke stop and now I don't have I don't have my bearings cuz I can't see it, I don't even know how and this I this is an unfamiliar room too so yes and even if it's familiar bearings. honestly the shock and the quickness the of shock, it all yes. was it was very fast me flailing in the darkness because again I can't see him and I must have need him in the right place and I you know I kind of like maneuvered, and I ran towards where I thought the door was, felt for it, opened it and I, I and I was yelling and I ran up the steps. It's, it's a basement um, house, right? And I ran up the steps. and I remember thinking I was huffing and puffing and he's like, "Calm down, i was just playing with you." So even mm-hmm. Even not that, that, there was still that, oh, it's not a big I was just Ben-go. playing. I'm like playing with mm-hmm. me. Like with who? What kind, of, what, what kind of play is that? Like we, we don't like <laughs> let Naja stay for Najao. Like we, we we're not kicking it like that. Like, I'm glad for
0: your Jackie Chan moves because I it's not yes, for yes, that, yes, your Jackie yes, Chan yes, moves. Yes, I, yes. <laughs> That's what saved you. Let's just My, be honest. Yeah. Because if that play would not have been played, it would have been something else.
1: So thank God. That Chakichan move where you talk, Odamo, story number two is coming. Ah. Chakichan, no Chakichan. Bruce Lee, Jet Lee, and Chakitan. they're not the same level. No, they are not. So I got out, and I was like, what are you doing? And I was upset. He goes, oh, calm down. Not even, blah, blah. He goes, oh, come back. I, I, I am never stepping foot there. I said, bring my bag outside. At that point, respect don't come out. Do you understand? But that, this, but that—that that. No that. I don't say that. Now, I they send the message. Bring the bag outside. So he came he came out with the bag. Trying to, I said, no, nah, I'm, I'm not even trying to hear nothing. And I just walked to the bus and he followed me. I said, you know, you can follow your legs in the country. But like, said, ah, you know, I wouldn't hurt you. I said, yeah, fine. I, you, may, you may have been trying to make a pass or whatever you're trying to call it now. But what, But there is nothing okay about you putting out the lights, locking the door and pushing me on your bed. There's, no, there's nothing clear about that. I go, I, go I, was, I was terrified. That's not okay. You know, and he kind of made it off like, oh, you know, I would never do that. I was just trying to, you know, you know, eh, it's like, I mean, you know. So I got on the bus and I called my friend and I said, you would not, I'm coming to your house. You would not believe what just happened to me. And she was shocked. She was like, no. I'm like, "Yes." she's like the same person. I said the same person. And she's like, "Ah, and I was telling you that they're overreacting. Like she was shocked. You know, the research, yeah, it's, it's shocking,
0: but the research does show mm-hmm. that women who experience any form of sexual of harassment, abuse, mm-hmm. or violence is typically from people they know. They
1: know, right. I remember seeing somewhere that said 80%. I'm not yeah. sure if that number is to Yes, I, and I believe that. Because you let your guard down, ideally, or you're not expecting it. Quite frankly, no one should be expecting to be assault. That's exactly. not a safe life, but these experiences have made me more conscious, right so so that was my first near experience now yes the person Mm -hmm. can argue and say oh i wasn't gonna you know go that far really well we're never gonna know how far Um, because i I didn't give mm -hmm. you the opportunity to get further but you went far enough yeah you went far enough you did not essentially help me against my my will like you asked and i've maybe known in the past i'm not interested
0: in that situation i mean like if you're gonna call it play like he did you didn't
1: ask the other person if they wanted to play do you know what I mean? What's up with putting on the lights? What's and what's up with putting on the, the uh, yeah. So, of course, that was the end of that like, soup. I mean, I already made the soup already, for sure, but, like, I'm like, yeah, at this point, that this
0: like, soup, you should have choked on the
1: tinsif. As in, so, that's a Nigerian, I love how the Nigerian part comes out, as in, but, um yeah, so that was my first experience, and it made me come to understand that, look, here, you can do all these things and Yeah, you can take all the precautions. It doesn't doesn't mean it. It doesn't mean anything. You just got lucky. And I thought, wow, so I can't even go make food for someone? That was my first experience. And I remember um, I told my friend and, you know, in my case, she believed me because um, she's she's my friend, right? And she knows him too, but she's my friend first. But she was definitely shocked. She was shocked that that would happen and I said well I don't blame you because I too cannot believe that he took it that far and you know a part of me to this day doesn't want to accept the severity of that case in the sense that it almost made me feel a bit better like oh he was trying to make a pass but he wasn't going to go any further like I I don't a part of me is trying to protect myself and not allow myself to believe that he would have taken it any further if I had not unraveled myself which I'm sure yeah you see, does that denial part, I just,
0: right? Yeah.
1: That was my first experience. Okay. And if anything, that was nothing compared to my second. My goodness. My second was, t- this first experience, I'm I was I'm scared to hear play. about the second that was, one. That was Child's Play. The second one, I'm, g- I'm going to just make it very, I'm going to make mean, it more precise. That was concise. Child's Play? That was okay. Child's Play. Okay. Um, my second experience, I was 23. I think between 23 and 25 this person was a brother to someone I knew. And so I wouldn't say that they were my f- my friend like directly, but you know, for example, when you have friends and they have siblings, do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. well, I have brothers, but you don't know my brothers, but see how many, you know each other and I have, and you have a yeah, brother too or whatever. Good. Like, yeah. so that was but kind of how me, I knew yeah. this person. So by virtue of um, knowing the sister, I, I was around the brother, long story short, I had gone to their place for an event and I left my jacket at their house and God bless Canadian weather, whereby your spring summer, you know, I had t- taken a leather jacket with me and b- while I was there, the weather was a bit too warm. So I took it off. Right. I left it at their place and I went downstairs for like, or outside for the barbecue or what what, what, what you have, you call it. Mm, yeah. Barbecue. And so I left and I forgot it again. Back to the whole point of weather changes. Sometimes it's hot and it's cold. All long, in the same, yeah. Bingo, I, I yeah. forgot it there and I didn't even know where I left it. So, by I guess happen chance, you would say maybe I'm not sure how long had passed maybe two weeks, three weeks, maybe I'm not sure. I remember I bumped into him. I was with a friend of mine, I bumped into him and his friend, and he was like, Oh, hey, hi, how are you? I'm, like, I'm good, and he said, Hey, you forgot your jacket, and I said, Which jacket? And he oh. said, "Oh, that's where it is now." Why I remember the jacket because it was my first Denae leather jacket. Okay. Oh yeah. I had saved some monies for that jacket. and eh, my jacket. I'm there. Please be cool, <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, I was I like, that "Oh, really?" So then I was like, "Um, oh, is it at your house?" My I go, "Is your sister home?" She said she wasn't. Uh, I said, "Oh, okay. Well, I'll give her a call." And he said he was dropping somebody off and. Sorry, um, (laughs) I'm getting flashes. So he said he was dropping someone off and that he'll be back shortly and he can give it to me. I Again, it's come so natural to me that I don't even know when I'm doing it. It's when I reflect after that I realize, wow, I was even extra. I said, oh no, don't worry about it. I'll come some other time. Mm -hmm. When she's home, so I can make a visit. You see what I mean? Like, yeah, why can't I just go for my jacket? But no, I said, no, don't worry about it. So I lived in a condo at the time, right? So I bumped into him in the, in the lobby of the condo. This is why I'm explaining that part is because you see how it came back to bite me. And he was on his way out and I was on my way in to a place, out to my, going to my place. And he said, oh, you know what? He'll give me my jacket. I said, oh, you shouldn't worry. I'll get it from my sister. He said, no, 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 I'll be back soon. Um. What's your number? If I'm back and it's not too late, you can either come get it or she. So no problem. Again, not a big deal. This is somebody I've been around for like a mm-hmm. while. I've never felt uncomfortable. If anything, I, I would say he was very um, hospitable. One of those people you go to their house, hey, you want a drink? Want to eat? He was very friendly and wow. didn't overly mingle. With, with your convo like he would you would come he would he would entertain you would give you something refreshments. talk with you a bit and off he and went and then just so, leave you alone okay do you understand so it wasn't somebody who over meddled so i said okay so i give him my number not a big deal and so the building i was in he had to be in it and I asked oh what floor i lived on and i told him what floor i lived on just like in general conversation oh cool nice nice building what floor are you on oh that's a nice view mm-hmm. blah 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 very conversational my friend is there with me, by the way, so nothing flagged. And so the person went, and I went. I said, you know what, I I, I go to bed pretty early because you know, um, I have work, but if it's after this time, don't bother. So I had a new job at that time. And so my phone started ringing. If my memory serves me correct, I'm not sure if it's 10 or 11, but to be honest, I don't think it matters what time of the day it was, but... Let's just say it was between 10 and 11. But you know when someone is calling you, it's the, the, the vibrating of the phone. So I'm like, who's trying to call me? I didn't see his number. So I didn't know it was him. I'm like, who's calling me nonstop? So I pick up the phone and he's like, oh, hey, it's me. And I'm like, oh, hey, it's, oh, yeah. Hi, are you good? He'll go, yeah, I have your jacket. I go, oh, thank you. Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm already getting ready for a bed. You know, it's kind of late. I'm tired. Oh, don't worry. You don't have to bring it over. I'll just, I'll just drop it off. You said you were on the so-and so floor, right? And at this point, I'm hanging ding. There's already in the elevator, bingo. So I'm like, I was like, okay, fine. At that point, I'm thinking, at that point, I'm thinking, oh, point, I'm thinking, oh this guy. Anyway, it's but the jacket again. I'm in my own home, in my own in your home. own home, my own home. Wow, okay. People. So I get up, I get my coat and oh my um mm-hmm. my robe. Um, it's just an extra or whatever. So I, I went yeah. to the door. I looked through. It was him. I opened the door, and so. the lights are dim because again you know how you don't want to entertain someone so I didn't put on the lights so that it wouldn't be
0: yeah so he knows that he needs to take the message and just go
1: not to be don't rude but you it. know sometimes we advocates like we don't always catch a hit sometimes so i was not trying to give any, through, i know. was not trying to give any mixed messages about like yo like this is not a visit it's a hand in my jacket i'm not sure mm-hmm. the door in your face like there was no plan for him to come in so i look i look through the hole oh it's him so i go oh but thank you i shut my hand out oh um oh crap can i use your washroom? your oh what do you say to your oh, my. friend's brother who, who wants to use the, use the washroom, washroom who has welcomed you into their home and so brought a
0: jacket for right? you.
1: Do you say no? again? No, you don't I, say no. I, I I, was like, okay. I again, lucky for no. me yeah. the washroom was right at the door. So you know how different houses have different layouts? As you walk into the immediate right the washroom is there. When I opened it up partially, I said, okay uh, but don't be too loud. My roommate is there. Anything, yeah. She's, She's a flight attendant so she has a she wasn't there. I lied. Uh-huh. See what I'm saying about being security man? Now, oh, my that, goodness, th- Toks. You are just th- a level that, that I've you, never you seen You can do her. it all, sis, and it, it may not even matter. Damn,
0: Toks. To even think that at that time of the night when you're tired, I'm, ready I'm to bed. I'm bag, a quick really...
1: thinker on my feet. I you think are. Quick, I, I think mean, I know you were on my feet, feet. but like, <laughs> this is another level, girl. Like, sis, this is just... And you know, when I said wow. that, it was more of not wanting him to get comfortable to stay. Not necessarily of, oh, in case something might happen, wants to hurt me, no. It was more of not wanting to get comfortable to stay. washing is here? I go, yeah. He goes, oh, that's strange. Because every condo, the condos, the layout is not the same. Their condo, the layout was different from mine. My washing was right at the door. Their washing, was in his place, you go in and you make you, a go into you, the actual. you really are into the the house, the house I mean. so that was shock number one like oh this is a different I go yeah it's a different layer right here to the washroom so like I, I kind of stood in a way that you couldn't walk in further and I stood there in the hallway he came out okay I go oh thank you so much right okay and then he kind of like walked like oh wow let me just have a quick look so at that point at the most part, I'm thinking this person was have plenty so more junior son. again I'm not even thinking <sighs> major I'm just thinking ah, as in so it's just that like kind of people like oh okay I'm like, okay yeah I go, sure, sure. My, my dude this is my attitude the whole time i go you guys can come out this some other time right so you, know, you guys are always very great hosts i would like to return the you know sure, the right. gesture yeah. to you guys so as he's turned around to try and walk out he has to walk by my room because when you walk in the washroom is first the and then my wash my bedroom is is the next thing and then the living room and the roommate's room is further in so he only passed my my bedroom a little bit so he didn't get into the apartment too much and then he turned around to walk out but mind you when I came out to come open the door my bedroom door is partially open again I didn't anticipate anybody coming anybody coming in yeah Anybody coming Sounds in? Like- right. and to be honest I'm not even sure if that would have made a difference so then on his way he's oh where's this I go oh that's my room and then he walked in and at that point I got mad so again I'm not even thinking security yet. at this point I'm just annoyed thinking okay I've always known he was a little bit of a, what's the word? Um, nosy? Not nosy, but extra, extra, extrovert. You're doing too much, sir. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, I, I knew he had the, those tendencies. So at that point, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, dude, like, you cannot like, seriously, why are you in my room? Right, some people are, are very free. They don't care. You can walk in and out of their room. They don't care. But I don't. To me, that's my, my space, right? No, and so at that point, I'm I like, Hey, um, so he walked into the room and he jumped on the bed. So, at that point, I thought, like, I, I was, Yes, who does that? He does that. I said, Um, so and so. I said, No, hey, I'm not, please stop that. I said, This is my room, I don't like anybody, uh, please, He's I'm you know, please, to entertain you all later. So, then again, in hindsight, this is kind of his way of trying to smooth his way into my space, but I wasn't. I wasn't I wasn't having it so he stood up and then he starts walking out again at no point in time I do not feel any danger or unsafe at most I feel annoyed or a little irritated Yeah, because like, that was
0: kind of like a jokey inappropriate yes, jokey behavior absolutely,
1: absolutely. I'm still not is, thinking anything yeah. so I get to the door again I don't know why it's always at the door it's always you know what I just the light bulb just went off on me It always happens at the door In sense that the things I do that kind of block or prevent if I'm going further, it's like when I get to the door to either finally leave, it's like, this is my last chance. Let me take it. Do you get what I mean? I feel Mm -hmm. like this is what happened to me in the past where the person's like, oh, this is my last chance. he has gone. She's never, ever going to be in this position again. Let me take my chance. I think that's kind of what happened. So this time around, I'm at the door. I'm about to close the door, foot in the door. So I can't shut it, right? But at that point, his demeanor kind of changed. So I'm like, okay, I think he's trying to get fresh here, And I'm not really sure why, because like the other person, I knew that they had interest because they had expressed it. <laughs> and if this person had never given me an indication that they were in the least bit interested. If they did, I sure as hell didn't catch it. It was so far left to me that I think it took me, a, that's why it took me a while to clue in as to what, what he was doing. Cause I didn't think that that was the end goal. You see what I mean? don't remember what he said but that's when i caught the vibe that okay i think this he's looking for something more so i said um why your girlfriend you need to give her a call because you know how i make jokes right yeah i literally was making jokes i was like where's her so girl get out of here and go call yeah. her so you know you know i'm not the one in the swift movement while i'm saying call your whatever mm-hmm. bye and you know i i think he's leaving He turns, he he takes me, he turns me around. And mind you, at this point, I've had training. I've had CBSA training and immigration training, but I hadn't had correction training, but I've had formal training. So, which is kind of why as things progressed, I realized that I was, that this this was really serious. So imagine you're facing someone and the person just takes you very quickly, turns you around. around. So now my back, so now he's behind me and I'm in front and he holds me. So now my hand's, are locked this is all very quick like i wish i could demonstrate that with. i'm sure demonstrate it with I... a person it's when i say it's fast wow. you can't you can't say abc it's done no before because I, you're still I processing
0: could, what's going on and then he, I could, oh, something yes. else happens
1: before i could say abc he had flipped me around grabbed me and then now you know me ij i'm not i'm i'm not leper okay <laughs> um I, you know I'm not like gracious. So when I say this person lifted me up the ground, yeah. that's when I knew, okay, I we are in trouble here. Yeah. The way person will take you, turn you, ah, they will take turn twos. It's not the same. Nobody say Not Nobody mm. say power. Be the same not the same power. I know when you're mm-hmm. somebody who's training, you think you are strong. I've always had that pull. Like, oh, I'm strong. I'm powerful. Blah, blah, blah. When, when power meets power, when power meets power, you need to be careful. Yeah. Never overestimate your your physical strength and even sometimes it's not even about that it's about maneuvering right someone can be very strong but if you get them in in the proper maneuver then you have the upper hand and that's why i realized very quickly that things are going south real quick because he had me in a proper lock if i wanted to do some of the things that the teachers and i drop down and do whatever i my hands were not even free for me to Elbow or anything. side yeah. Like when you do training, to tell you somebody holds you at the back or grabs you. You drop down your weight so that way you offset the person's weight and height, and then you dig in very quickly, and then you try to un- maneuver. When your hands are that tightly uh-huh. locked, there is there is no doing that. The most you can do is drop weight and lift off. Again, it was fast. And when I did try to lift off, he used that momentum to carry me. He, he carried you into the lift. apartment. Then, yes. Yeah, so we're at the door. Holds me like this, and now I'm facing into the apartment. He's behind me. He lifts. So I'm trying to use my momentum to be like, "What? The, what are you doing?" And then he, to my surprise, he lifts me up partially and walks. So you know how you lift to you walk the person. I, the moment I saw he could do that, I was scared, cause I I knew that. Oh, wait a minute! I'm not a joking with uh, small small peanuts. I was like, "Whoa!" So at that point, I'm thinking, "Oh my god, what's happening again in my own house?" Again. I was like, again, in my own house? And so now he's walked me into the room and now he's pushed me forward onto the bed. Unlike the other person who just kind of pushed me in bed, I was able to maneuver. Now my hands are like this and I'm face down. On the bed. That is the worst.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: That is the worst position to be in. And at that point, I had that feeling of doom. So when I say that other feeling was child's play, that one I was scared and also angry. Here, I was terrified. I was terrified because I'm like, oh my God, this is happening.
0: Again. And even,
1: again. And even more terrified because at that point, I couldn't think of any physical way to get myself out. At that point, I knew that if he was... Sorry. Take your um,
0: time. Take your time.
1: Ah, your time. Now go and save me, daddy. Ah.
0: Just, just um, take your time.
1: There was no amount of training or anything I had done at that point that was going to help me physically. I think it was that quick thinking. Again, I think with my feet that when he had held me tight and I couldn't like do the whatever, I knew, okay, let me try and level off. But because he, he I don't know if he anticipated it or whatever, but he was able to still balance yeah with if- my weight and his weight and move me with it and then when he put me down I was still and he still held onto my hand so somebody else would have lost a grip a bit and I could have I could I could not unwind myself imagine holding hugging yourself like this and being flat on your bed and someone on top of you what are you going to do you can't lift off, that's dead dead weight on top of you. And at that point I was like, oh my God, I'm done for. And now mind you, I know that my roommate is not there and there's nobody in the house. So this help is not coming from nowhere. So I had to think fast and the best I could come up with was, get off me now, my roommate's gonna call the police, stop. I'm serious. And I was yelling and then and then at point he just calmed down. I said, stop it. Like I was screaming like, get off me, get off me, get off me. Sarah, sir, call the police. And then he got up. Oh my goodness. He got wow. up. Wow. And he was like, calm down, just trying to I don't know what he said at that point my mom was just like get out get 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 up and I I was like
0: like, get out what are they even going to say like I mean anybody who finds themselves in this kind of situation I'm trying to
1: challenge any man I was just just that's the end I was trying to play with you what excuse are you going to
0: give what kind of play is this
1: that's not play that is
0: not not
1: play because it it, took me talking about calling the cop
0: threatening that not me for the person to get off so that's no play
1: Yes, because guess what? I couldn't even call. So if it was just me, I got the police. How? With his hand. He said, I did. I just blessed God. If it's not that there's serious, because I say, Siri, thinking. call, blah, blah, blah. blah. No. There's no serial. You even know, if there was, there was Most no- the people would not think to tell it to call. Let's be honest. I'm
0: just amazed that with all these things going on, the adrenaline, the shock, the fear, quick quick, the quick. you were still able to quickly gather yourself and gather your thoughts to thank
1: that. you. So, yes. even though you're not there thank you for helping me amazing and i think ultimately living in a country so this person is also nigerian background right secondly um yeah. and this is not trying to say that oh this happens on nigeria this happens everywhere in the world right of course that's why we had a me too movement right so this happens everywhere yeah. in the world but the difference is accountability right and you know right so the difference is when someone says i'm going to call the police or call one it has a different meaning here yeah, oh, that, that, that
0: that means
1: nothing in Nigeria. We all if know if you are in Nigeria, say recently. I go call police, call them now. Cannot care if the <laughs> least... police will come here and do their own too. Hey, police will that. tell you
0: they don't have uh, fuel in the car. Uh, you need to bring five thousand or whatever naira. That, what that one is that to, to, to
1: be they are asking you to bring so they can go. How about people I know who have had the incident? They go to police and the police will call you after. Meet me somewhere. You want me to follow up on the case? Meet me in this hotel room. Okay. Oh my goodness! i only leave that person to tell their story themselves. Whereby something happened to them, and they went to the police, and the police would say, "Meet me here, that's what we Police are supposed
0: to defend you.
1: Wanting to, so this... to re-victimize re- a, a an assault victim or survivor, like do you know what I mean? Like so, the power of nine one one. So this course, part God, of the
0: world, is just yes. Amazing. Power of nine one
1: one, God yes. and quick thinking, all those things. I was what got me out of that. Because some people would still go ahead and, and take their chances. And then, and of course, he got up and then he started to, put you him. Know, he started back walking out. So, oh, just come out, just playing with you. Blah, 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 Take it easy. You're too tense. It's I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm tense. At that point, I kind of like, you know, walked on the closed door, locked it. And I don't think I've, I've my body has had that much shakes. I was just shivering. And I was like, what just happened? Did that just happen? Mm-hmm. Did that just happen? Like, I. I couldn't sleep that night and I thought to myself should I call the police I just stayed there thinking how did that just happen and how that happened to me again again under different circumstances but it's like even as strict as I am I went to I remember I went to work the next day and I was just very I'm a very bubbly person as you obviously know and I'm very "Ah, ah." I was like signs of the lambs nothing and people were like are you okay are you okay are you okay um, I remember that I was training we had just hired a group of staff to do some outreach work and I was training them and I was just not myself and you know I just sat there and then one or two had come to me and said what's going on and I just said I can't believe this but I almost got ripped in my house last night and they were like oh my god and I was like yeah and I kind of told them what happened, you know, and they were like, wow, did you call the police? I said, no. At that point, I didn't want to deal. Like, I felt like, oh, thank God I escaped it. But I didn't want to, at that point, relive.
0: Yeah, the experience well, of
1: yes, the to police. Yes, make a formal report. Go yeah. question the person. How would they charge or would they not charge? This is what happened. Or do you see what I mean? Like, that, it, yeah, it, investigation it, will need to be done. And that
0: takes time, a lot and of
1: questioning I, Yeah, and I, I, I wasn't ready to deal with all that. So I just said, you know what? No, I just said, at this point, now that I know what I'm dealing with. There are very few things that are worth of being assaulted or having a, a, a near experience like that. And then finally having the courage to speak up and then not being believed or be blamed. So the first example, someone would still say, oh, but you still went to the person's house. Mm-hmm. So because I went to someone's house, that gives them a license to try to assault me? No. no okay, this second all. time I was in my own house. But not exactly. I was in my own house, minding my own business, trying to go to bed. Yes? What about that? So I told the person, no, you can't use the washroom. Pee on yourself.
0: I hope this is eye-opening to a lot of our viewers and listeners because
1: you have to be careful can even be too when care- you're
0: careful you can you never be too careful, careful is what I would say because even yeah. when you're careful like in your case you were extra extra careful all the things you've shared that you you did including mm-hmm. calling a friend these are some other things that I didn't even do and I thought I was careful person you know I said so I was
1: extra about it you were extra. extra you were
0: extra extra careful but still so it, it's not even about that it's about us making sure that we are raising the right boys and girls yes like that's just the only way respectful because
1: yes nothing in my behavior and what i said and what i did
0: warranted
1: that warranted that you know Mm. what i mean and even let's even just entertain the idea that oh i um i was interested or i was given a green light and the person came and said i'm not interested I don't want to do it. Yeah. You understand? Like, and even if a girl, you and a girl being cozy and getting fresh yeah, or you whatever in, you want freaky, to call getting, it, getting down and, and whatnot. And, and then at some point, if it's a no or they no, not doing, it's not doing. It's not doing again. If if a girl and a guy are together and the guy get and says it's going, will the girl hold him now? Uh, uh, cause, just, I've, I've always yeah. asked that question. I was, if a guy uh, say they are gonna say no, they do again. The guy, what do you do? If you do, I hold is like, down, I don't want to do it again.
0: And i don't want to get up i will just get up and go is the girl is never ever doesn't have the strength to be like no you must do now Sit here. even, if, even you know? if you say
1: no nah, man will come on you just leave. He will just get up I and
0: think? go but with women you you know it's like what do you mean can't do again you told me to come here oh i
1: took you for dinner i bought you i hey, bought you, you this and that and, that. and now I'm you're telling pie. me when uh-huh. so of course if you ask did i ever tell his sibling i didn't to this day I never told anyone. So you know, you if, tell your friend. Okay. Well, of course, due to this experience, I, I distanced myself. She may not have realized it, but like I made myself unavailable. So after that incident happened, the only people I had told or shared it with was people at work and one of my other friends who I used to work with before. And I didn't see anything. And then I wanna say maybe a month or two a month or two later, there was something an event that was gonna happen and I would if I went, I would see him and I didn't want to go and my other friend comes saying let's go let's go you, you never go out you just like your old person and the young person's body like mm-hmm. come on I, yeah. I said i can't go and then she meant she said no this time i'm going to stay on your matter you are going out at what age yeah acting like one old mama i said girl let me be for real this is beyond my regular i'm not in the mood i'm a bit scared mm-hmm. or uncomfortable and she's like what are you talking about and so i told her what happened again i was afraid to tell her because mutual friend mutual friend of ours and she yeah. just shook her head and just said stupid stupid guy and I was like oh. I said I can't believe that this happened she said I believe you and she said you know what you're right not to tell her Then you're right not to tell her she said because it will it will backfire she said if you tell her, if you tell her she might know act like you're lying and make a big fuss about mm. it and ruin your reputation or spread the news beyond what you're beyond what you're comfortable with and then she said or two she might be so in denial and not believe it's even possible she would never want to believe that her brother can do something like that period so yeah. i said to myself i that would actually really hurt me way more if if i spoke up and she didn't believe me that would that's that would, why a lot of people would, don't tell do enough, is, yes absolutely you know? and you know, people say why are we so long why was it so long now me today talking about this it's not me or when it happened to me. I'm way more comfortable having this conversation yeah. than I was. I would have been back then for many reasons. So I understand why people don't always go immediately. Plus, even if you have to go and make a formal statement, do you know what it takes? Have you ever dealt with the police in that regard? If you haven't, I have. I have a friend who was raped, another story. When we were teenagers, she was oh, raped. And I, I convinced her to go to the police. This person was older. And so I said to her, no, you must, we must go to the doctor. I really put pressure on her. She said, no, her parents, she was afraid of what her, her parents would think. They would say that it's a shame, the shame. Because in fact, when it first happened to her um, and she called me, I said, you need to go to the hospital right away, because you don't want this now turned from this to you catch something or you get pregnant for this person. You need to go to the hospital, they need to do a rape kit. And even if you don't want to even go to that, that level, they need to give you something to make sure that. You minimize any issue, any any, yeah, any, any further child. negative health issue. issues, yeah. And because she was a minor, she wasn't she wasn't someone who could just leave her house. We so, you to imagine how old she was, right? She couldn't just leave her house. She needed permission to leave her house. And I and she and if she wanted to leave her house. what was she going to tell her parents she was going to? At that point, I'm like, honey, this is two things: you either tell your parents and go to the hospital, or you just leave, go to the hospital, and come back and get a beating, like whatever. Like you know, you know what I'm saying? This is serious stuff. And for, eventually, she told her parents. She, well, she was trying to leave the house. They called her. They didn't let her leave. And she broke down. And she told them. What would her father say? What were you doing there? I was so afraid
0: that that was what you were going to say.
1: What were you doing there? No, I don't want any mepikito. don't want to bring any shame to my family. I repeat. I don't want to bring any shame to my family. I am not want to any call to any police no matter. Nobody asked you to go. What are you doing there? Why did not sit down for your house? They walk up another place. That was her father's response. So I eventually convinced her to go on her own finally convinced her i think maybe a month or two later to finally go to the police station uh you know i was i was surprised because now i don't know if it's the area that she lived again you know this, this is high black populated area attitude to a, of the police to certain people certain communities i don't know if that played the picture but now i've been law i've been in law enforcement I, I looking back at it now i feel as if we weren't taken seriously Okay I feel like if I if she if she didn't look the way she looked and was in a different neighborhood, that would, mm, like would that have made a she difference. We went in and you know she told them what happened. The person was like, well, technically the age of consent so Canada has changed the legal age of consent several times, so at one point when I was a teenager, it was sixteen at some point it was fourteen, and then it's changed back and forth, and even then now different age groups have different rules about being above 18 and being below it's not as true. so yeah one has to actually look to see what the rules are specifically in canada it's not like the u.s were standardly 18 for the most part right so at that time i believe it was 16 and i believe she had just turned 16 so the cop was saying that because she's of legal age of consent it now has to be proven that it was rape right, right. but if she was below the age of consent then it's have been statutory rape
0: Right, right away. whether or
1: not she was considered or not because at that point the argument is you cannot give consent below a certain yeah,
0: age yeah you yeah exactly you can't give consent if you're underage
1: right and it basically discouraged it from going forward and I, I remember thinking at that point at that young age if you knew what it took me to make her come in here
0: you wouldn't just disregard like it with you those know kinds she was She was like you
1: see i didn't want to come anyway now you made me go there talk about it all over again and nothing Right. And this is why I pushed for her to go okay. because okay. the person lit in her building. And so she would often bump into this person in the elevator or in the lobby. So imagine somebody who attacked you or raped. That was my friend. I was probably 15, 16 at this time. So that was kind of like, ooh, okay. So that's another letdown. It even made me even more like careful about, oh, I need to be my own police. I need to be my own security. And you know, another thing I remember that I didn't mention before was, that I used to do was when I was walking at night. So whenever I was walking at night or walking when it's not, Fully populated. I always pre dial nine one one. There wasn't. You know how now we have emergency button. You just press. Yeah. There wasn't that. Yeah. Back now then. you. Yeah. You have. Those so I would. I would it to nine one one. Have it in my pocket. Have my thumb on the send button in my pocket. So when I was walking from 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 campus from one building to another building, my hand is on it. If you guys didn't have happened, campus security when you were going, no, to- I, I'm not waiting for no campus security. That's okay. what I'm trying to say that I was that girl who took it to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Like uh, in a yeah. sense that I was overly careful. Now, I suspect that if I wasn't that extra about it, I mean, we would not be talking about a near experience.
0: Yeah, because I don't it's think- It's hard anything- to say, but I, 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 I understand I you. Just, I hear you.
1: I guess the thing is, if I wasn't extra cautious or took the step I took or knew the things I knew to be careful, extra careful, I wouldn't have been able to outmaneuver my way the way I did. Mm. Yes, you can always put the God factor in there. That's that's fine. But like the point is people still get assaulted and it's God. Yes. You, you get what I'm trying to say? Absolutely. So that in itself is not going to be the end you know, of not preventing you from that. I know in our culture we're very God forbid, God forbid. That's cool. God forbid many things, but, but many, things, things, many, many things happen. Yeah. God forbid not only death, people still die only death. God forbid people still have miscarriage, people still lose kids, people still die, like, people still get yeah. sick, people still, so many things happen. Saying God, God forbid, forbid
0: babies being sick, but there are babies born sick and are dying every day. Exactly. So
1: saying God forbid or feeling God forbid, oh, ah, it would never happen to me. Like, like that's all well and good, but you need to be mindful of that. Just because so you let's see talk about some that. of
0: that. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about being mindful. So you told us a lot about how you were always cautious, some of the things that you did. I want to talk about our kids for little ones, you know, because the experience you just shared now with your friend who was somebody who's younger, you know, underage, possibly in some provinces. What are certain things that we can do? How can we prepare our boys and our girls, our men and our women about how to, you know,
1: Safety and mindfulness? Safety,
0: yeah. How to, I feel like I don't want us to just prepare women because I mean, yes, well. yes. we do this Absolutely. well already, especially as Nigerian people.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: how can we also help them to, if they find themselves in this situation, what are some of the things you can do to get yourself out of it? And you can put on your corrections hat, you can put on your you know, immigration security officer
1: hat. I would say having that conversation early. even earlier than you perhaps may want to i find that with each generation that talk needs to happen much earlier a lot of people i know are saying they try to have a talk with their kids and they're like you're three four years late matter of fact let me teach you something do you know what i mean so (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) First, first thing first is having that conversation very early, you know, yeah. and at, at a level at which the, at that age group, they can understand, you know, even here in this, in this part of the world, there are certain things that are embedded in the school system, just so, as a prevention, it might seem extreme. So for example, you know how many kids are, are potty trained and whatnot, when they're at school age and they go to the washroom, they don't, they don't help them clean up. They tell them to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. And if they mess it up, then they wash their hand because they often don't want there to be any, this person touch, this person touch because sometimes it's hard to tell what they, or oh, I was just helping them clean up and something else. There's been safeguards being put into the system already for those of us who were here anyway, right? To help prevent that. So of course, little girls and little boys, you have to talk with them about, oh, no one should undress you or whatever, except for mommy mm-hmm. and daddy. We have to assume that mommy and daddy are safe. Like, let's well, not, yeah, yeah,
0: assume mommy and daddy are safe, absolutely.
1: Yeah, let's not even address the issues of people who get assaulted from their, yeah. by, their own, by their own biological parent. Let your kids be comfortable coming to you to tell you stuff. Even if they come tell you everything on the sun. Someone pinch me. That's fine. That's cool. That's like, let them get let them get they comfortable tell telling you everything what, what happens. Time. Yes. <laughs> and then you two also ask. Every now and again ask, you know, you know, when they're in an age where they can't say much, I have to say as, as a mom with the kind of mentality I have, I do have safeguards. But there are very few, if almost none nobody really have access to my child except for the daycare. And even and, and which you have to have is part of the world, right? Yeah. And even then my heart is not even though i know she's she's safe
0: but you worry but, but, yeah yes
1: yeah. and i shouldn't have to worry as much as i do but i do and a lot of things have happened lately oh, with the girl um any
0: yeah with any the girl who was you know trying to be a good law-abiding yes. citizen looking for a job to become a taxpayer and then she was taken advantage of and murdered that
1: um... incident really triggered me like of course this thing's happen every day right but that one triggered me because i remember thinking to myself that could have been anybody that could have been that anybody. could have been me thankfully yeah. she used the resources that she had but it wasn't yes. enough it was thankfully it was enough for them to find to locate where she went and find the person and which, find the person. which for most people would not have occurred if not for the the cookie crumbs that she you know she left behind online before and also with her, her friend and her family but unfortunately yeah. it wasn't enough to save her
0: fall. that could also be because the police were very late to helping her because they were contacted right away but they mm-hmm. said oh it's not been i don't know if it was 48 hours 24 or hours or whatever." 24 they hours say,
1: okay bring gas money
0: yeah bring gas money that we just talked about earlier and how is this going to help our country?
1: The fear of the police that people have is, oh, I'm driving and I get stopped and harassed, right? That's it. That fear of police. But there's no fear of police of, oh, I'm doing something wrong and someone calls the police and they're going to yeah. come quickly and responsive. For order, right. That for is protection not of
0: life and property. That's not what the Nigerian like, even police if is she had known called, for.
1: I feel like even if she had called the police station directly, I don't think anybody would I don't have think you would
0: have done anything. They would have said, Oh, I think no, you would have stood done no what they to in the do.
1: Or, I feel, yeah, I think you'd have done what they something. wanted to do, and they probably wouldn't have faced the call. It's, there's no accountability. Like I would say, where the difference between here and there, I would say, is there is no real accountability being enforced, right? The responsibility is solely on the girl. It's if something happens to you, it's your fault. You your failed fault. to prevent yourself from yeah. being in a position where you would be assaulted
0: why and did you it. go there you know i, ha- I had someone who told me when she was taking the the bike or taxi or whatever to the place mm-hmm. and it was so far why did she keep going as somebody who asked me that question i'm just is like fine. what isn't do you everywhere mean
1: isn't, isn't there everywhere, fine? Yeah, yeah that's what traffic. i said
0: i said everywhere is fine in Nigeria. at least i with know abuja I will, you know everywhere is
1: it's far in, in me, most like, places in Nigeria. things are happening next door. It, it doesn't matter. It's, do you know what I mean? It's, it's not like where she was located. Like if she went next door. That's true too. Thing, it could have
0: happened next door. It's not even happened. about it being far away yes. or being close by. It happened. Like in your case, it happened in your house. You were exactly. in your home, mind your own business. Exactly. So it's not about the location. I know you shared your experience with certain people and they all provided you with support. Right. Is there anything that you wished that you would have known b- before or after this incident? Or do you wish that people had done after the incident?
1: When I say wish I had known, a sign on the forehead said, he's <laughs> going to attack you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think I've thought about it many times. Each time I tell the story, I always think about what I could have done differently. And the reality is, if it wasn't that day, it would have been another day. Because I feel like the first time, the first person that I felt like the person that watched me was noticing me, was waiting for the opportunity. And because they didn't have none, they were limited in how in how far they could go. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the one little sliver opportunity that they had, they took it. I um, second time that was not applicable because a i've known this person what six months at this point i'm not sure been around them quite a bit i'm comfortable i was not concerned in fact at that time if you were to ask me who i would feel more comfortable being alone with i would have mm-hmm. said the second the second, the second person, person yes, because I only too. because they did not express interest i did not feel they had interest and i had not shut them down so i didn't feel like that was even there like is that how people are moving these days now? Like, you, one yeah. minute you see me, yeah, my sister, next minute, oh yeah, room. Like, is, that, uh, is that what people are doing? Yeah. Because, you know, you know, our president say
0: women belong uh, in the kitchen, in the, other in the other room. room. Oh, okay. So, some,
1: me, me some this. Very
0: uneducated and, uh, you know.
1: know this. Because I'm thinking, typically, you expect that, not that you expect somebody who, I don't know how to describe it, I didn't even think the person was interested. Now, someone might say, why does that matter? Because it made me see it coming even less. Yeah,
0: I, I, the reason I asked that question is because, just in case for those people, because I know there will be some of those out there that will say, Oh, you should
1: have this, you exactly. have this, exactly. They say that oh, they all they Yo, yeah, you shouldn't. I'm not past my own mind, yeah. i thought about it all.
0: That's why, and I like that from the beginning, you just showed us the kind of person you are in the sense of being always cautious from the get-go as a human being because of the way you were raised as a really sheltered and protected way so you kind of carry that into your adult life and you were always cautious but didn't even matter that you that you did all of that
1: yeah and you know if someone is targeting you that's the other thing is there's sometimes crimes of opportunity like so in law enforcement they're they're targeted crimes right where there's the forethought, which is why, for example, when it comes to like murder, there's first degree murder, the second degree, there's manslaughter because the intent and the preconceived decision to do something, right? So that's why you hear things like crime of passion because someone may not have cut out or set out to do that ahead of time, but then opportunity presents itself and then they take it, right? Whereas sometimes some people are planning, right? And so I feel like the second person, again, this is just my opinion, I don't necessarily think they had been planning an opportunity where they were going to you know attack or season one with me Mm -hmm. i I guess it's possible the person might have been interested or whatever but never voiced it out and then because this person is somebody who is who felt that they were there was a certain level of pride or confidence or arrogance for you to feel like oh i i'm comfortable i have money i have whatever so if Mm -hmm. i so you know how you know how culture when 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 a guy feels like he has money if he yeah they feel invincible they can do anything Yes, and if he makes a pass, it's like expects you to jump on it. Oh yeah, right?
0: because I got and,
1: money, and, right? And when you're not moved by when they're flexing, it's like, oh, you're not moved by what I'm doing. Then it's like, oh well, whatever. I'm just gonna. So it was just. I really think he must have thought that when he made the advance or took force, I was going to yield. And when I didn't yield, it was it was gonna love handle. That's basically what it was. And when he saw that, okay, no, I'm not joking around you are going to get arrested and you're going to go to jail, like potentially, right? Because if I hadn't mentioned my roommate or didn't know there was somebody in the house, potentially, because there wasn't, I'm certain he wouldn't have stopped when he stopped. I have no doubt in my mind about that because he had already gone way far enough. You know, I don't want to get all graphic, but like he, Mm -hmm. like he, he was ready to go. Sometimes people who are predators also prey on the fact that you wouldn't say anything to anybody because you don't want yes. to be livid. You don't want the shame, and you don't want to go through all that. Yeah. It takes a lot. There's the the long process. It's not like it's simple. Oh, someone hurts you. Today's done. How many cases do we hear about in the media about something yeah. happening, and it's a year or two later before they go to court? Yeah, absolutely. So for the next couple of something. so years, you're just spend oh, your time my making it, have you writing evidence. Then somebody will now be cross examining you, and they now be going to investigating your past. Oh. Look at this picture. Look at this day. On this day, did you do this? On this day, did you do that? Like mm-hmm. then you are put and on. And why trial. did you wait before we even get to that part? You know? Mm. So like it's it's something that people don't want to go through. And I don't blame them. Um, you know, I definitely have to say have that, to, which is why I say never ever make a false accusation against somebody because what you're doing is hurting severely people who have genuinely been through been, been hmm. hurt. Of course, there's not that many people who come and lie. It's more people who are telling the truth but can't prove it, right? Compared to people who would come up and make false accusations that I I feel like it's not not something you want to just come out and just say, right? Unless you have something huge to gain in the back end, would you put yourself out like that? Um, Especially with the backlash that comes with it. And people have gotten away and anyway, I remember when I started holding any case. I remember telling my husband I said that I said they should go and look at that guy's history. She's not the only one
0: she can't be the only one she's not, not, the not the only afraid. one i said
1: this he's be, he's too been calculated." Too. He's been doing this for yeah. a while And it's been progressive It started with molesting at some age And must have graduated to, you know, forcing mm-hmm. himself on somebody Because if you saw, I don't know if you've seen the interview Where they interviewed him and they asked him questions They did a, a press conference because there was a rumor That he had killed himself So they, they had to do a press conference to show that he was still alive That oh, press okay. conference was also very embarrassing But And, you know, they asked him questions This guy was, his old demeanor No remorse Like no emotions? Narcissistic Oh, uh, I told her this that. So I used I use reverse psychology on her. And you uh, he actually used the word reverse psychology several times. And I was like, "Dude, yes." So uh, I've done this before. Yeah, I've done it before uh, in the past. I've had bad experiences with Iron's uh, girls and prostitutes. You're kidding so, me. So so I just now so I just you know like the psychology. And when she got there, I now told her that oh, the that the, the job is going to evolve... Uh, hiding her drugs in the farm. And she, I said her, is she okay? And she says okay. And then I eventually told her at that point that uh, I'm using psychology for how that I want to have sex. And she said, okay. And then I took her really? the down. I took her the counter, and I started shouting. And then she picked the stabilizer and tried to, use it to hit me. And then I picked it. And then that's like, Dude, it don't even make sense. It don't make no sense. Don't even it's better for you just to be quiet than not be here talking rubbish. But anyway, that's my point is that it's a rape culture yeah. um that, that exists. But I find that in countries where the law enforcement is not doing what it's supposed to do, it's even worse. Because who are you gonna call? Nobody. And when you even go to your family and friends after the fact, it's like ah, keep it quiet. I don't want anybody to mm-hmm. yeah, don't happening. tell anybody. Ah, it's embarrassing, it's a shame so that you are suffering in that, silence
0: that is yeah and it's a double suffering so you're not yes. only
1: suffering the
0: abuse that just happened to you but you're also suffering this absolutely silence of keeping it a secret for the rest of your life
1: vice please do not yeah do force the right thing do the right
0: thing Be intimidate
1: inclined. it's it boggles my mind like you have a mother would you want someone to do that to your mom even if you claim you don't have a, simple, you assume assume you a sister you don't have a sister you, auntie. you, must, you must have, you somebody must have to a you. mother somebody gave important somebody, birth yes. anymore, whatever, somebody gave birth to you even if she's not yes. alive anymore whatever somebody gave birth to you do you want someone to do that to your mother or to even yourself as a man do you want someone to violate you that mm-hmm. way then why would you do that to somebody else Very good question you know no means no oh she's playing hard to get no 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 mm-hmm. please don't don't use that um, hard to get level she says that she's not just not interested Leave it like that, Leave it like that, absolutely. And yeah. even if you don't even talk to her about being you just see mm-hmm. somebody. Oh, I, go, I want to go and take advantage. Why? Why do I have to walk down the street with now one I'm already pre dialed in my pocket? And the first time I see somebody, I've, I've already pressed I have my hand. And on. even and if why? she's
0: dressed provocatively, oh. it does not give you the consent to do exactly. nothing none of your business so it's not a right just because somebody is dressed in a way that you feel like they're asking for it in quotes because that's what some people will say mind your own business be a mature human being be a good citizen and just ask get consent absolutely I mean I have done an episode I've actually I did a series on sexual violence and actually that's how i started out this podcast last year so the first season the very first five I haven't episodes seen all of them I
1: have to go back and watch it yeah
0: check it out like the first five episodes i encourage listeners of this episode to go do go listen to that the first five episodes of season one is all about sexual violence and talk about so many different things including statistics uh, definition how people react some of the excuses and why certain statements is not appropriate when somebody mm-hmm. tells you that they've been abused or even when somebody says oh yeah that's rape and that's not rape there's so many things that I walked through in the, those five episodes so mm-hmm. I really hope people go check it out after after listening to this one you've really given a lot of advice for behavior for men women I want you to share now advice for survivors mm-hmm. so people who have gone through this really traumatic difficult and very sensitive experience, very complex, very delicate. What are some things that you can say to help them through the healing process and the recovery process?
1: I would definitely say, first and foremost, it's never your fault. Yes. It is never your fault. fault. It doesn't matter what you, where you were. It didn't matter for me. It doesn't matter what you were doing, okay. what you didn't do. It, didn't, it doesn't matter what you wore or what you said. It's never your fault when somebody else chooses to assault you and most importantly don't be ashamed don't let them push their shame that they should be ashamed of what they're doing Mm -hmm. on you and then steal your voice because that shame keeps people silent and because there's this taboo and people don't talk about it it's like a stigma they can't share with anybody and often don't get help about it and it just carried out with them right of course for me it affected the way i i am around people you know i have learned to mask it really well whereby you may not even notice i can be walking on the street or walking into a room i've already found my exit it has become wow. so natural to me that whenever, whenever i enter a room i've already found my way out of that room corrections wow. training also also made that that wasn't there before when i worked with correction that's one of the things you learn you need to know where your exits yeah. are you, if you're sitting on a bench you don't keep your legs locked under you keep your leg free so you can get up and move quickly like that's the level which i operate mm-hmm. And because it's becoming so normal to me, I don't even notice when I do it, it just it comes natural. Even when I'm walking and it's like, maybe it's less populated areas, I'm already looking from the extreme left to extreme right of the building, even in the alley. I don't walk into what I cannot see. If I'm going to walk somewhere and I can, and there's a corner or there's something blocking, I never walk straight. It's where way you can angle yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, do self-defense classes and learn things just for general safety is helpful. I never walk straight. I always work on an angle so that at any point in time, I can always see. And if I can't see where I'm going through, I work further out to see where I'm walking through. Because I never want to come up into a corner and then somebody jump. I will see the person from a distance, make a quick assessment of the person, decide, do I keep walking or do I, do I find a different route? That's how it's impacted me. So I'm very super alert. Now, you don't want your life to be totally ruled by, oh, Every step I take, every move I make, this person, that person, you know, I have simmered down. It has to be reasonable because yes, you don't want you know, it to rule your life. Your life, absolutely. Yeah. But I do notice it when I'm walking on the streets. I notice it, it's there. Find someone you can trust to talk about it with. Um, okay. And if even better, if you can find professional help to talk okay. about it. If you don't want to talk about it with somebody you know or you don't think they know, because some people don't know what to say when you go to them about what has happened. They don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. They'll just say I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Don't know what to do or don't know what the tools to give you. And that's okay, because sometimes you want all you need is to listen to the listening air. But I would say if anyone ever approaches you about experiences that find some resources to recommend them to go to to utilize like support groups anonymously. If you don't want people to know who you are, they can help that way. When someone shares that with you, be sensitive.
0: Be sensitive and supportive.
1: Yes. Yeah. And yes yeah, so that's what I would definitely say. Thank people in you. regards to supporting people who are survivors of it, and the sad thing is when you do share oftentimes the person shares back that they've had one or one or two similar experiences. I cannot tell you the number of people I have shared yeah. stuff with and who would say I too have the to same some wow. people were younger when they were, were younger when it happened, some people were older or it's different, but it's some form of inappropriate sexual um contact, contact yeah. And sometimes it happens so early, it's like until you're much older, you're like, wait a minute. Oh, that's what that was. That's what that you, was, yeah. Right? So, so the more you talk about it, there's power in words, right? The more you talk about it, the more, you, the more you learn, right? And the more it's addressed. The Me Too movement came out of people having the courage to talk. To talk
0: about it. And it's freeing, it's liberated so many women and so many people out there. Absolutely. So,
1: Look at how many people yeah. who we've looked up to. Powerful people,
0: the, the Weinstein one really shocked me Because it's like every single movie I watch Has his company name on it
1: So that one like really still shocked me The one I know that people struggle with I know I did was Bill Cosby Oh yeah I Grew up watching um, Cosby show We had every tape, every season, everything So you okay. it, it takes you a while wow. to get to the point Where you understand that the TV personality Is not the person not the, no. in life I feel like for people with Bill Cosby, some people still argue and say they're not even 100% convinced that- That, it's still that who is still people That is a conspiracy. And look that. at the fact that majority of them are of a certain race, is a black and white. Like, let's even put that aside. A lot of people need to understand that this is not a campaign against Bill Hoxtable in the Cosby show. This is Bill Cosby, human being, not, I'm not in the acting role. People have found it very hard to separate the character that they see on TV from the human real, him in real life. Yeah. And if you are having problems with that, imagine how the people who, who were victims and survived his encounters felt because they too saw him in that light. And, yeah. I, and I'm pretty sure when it happened to them, there was that shock of, I well, can't believe this can, this can happen. be happening. Like, yeah. And I can't, can't believe be this person did this. And who's going to believe me? Who's going to believe they have, me? They're so they much more very... powerful. They're more influential. Huge and reputation,
0: like... right? So nobody yes, will ever right? believe. But so, speak up, yeah. like you speak said. Up. Thank you so much, Takumbo, for sharing that. I think that my biggest takeaway that you said there is just remember that it's not your fault. For me, that's like the huge, biggest one because I feel like it's a ripple effect of other good things to come. The minute you can accept that this is not my fault, It's not my shame, is that that shame belongs to the other person? Mm -hmm. You can then begin to chip away to the other things you've mentioned for healing. Absolutely. And another thing I I do want to say is that take your own time to do that healing process. Like if if that doesn't include going to the police at that particular point in time, Mm -hmm. tell somebody whenever you're ready. Like, do it, go at your own pace, do it at your own time. Don't feel compelled or, or let anybody force you to do whatever that you're not comfortable with doing. Just tell your own story. Don't let somebody else write your story for you. Tell your own story your own way. Right. So I don't know how to thank you. We are pretty much at the end of the podcast yeah. today.
1: And I know it um, went much longer than, than you had probably planned.
0: <laughs> it's fine. I think uh, that's the thing about authentic information and, and just raw information straight from your heart is it can take as long as it needs to take but the story needs to be told in a certain way and there's no time stamp on that so I don't know that I would ever be able to thank you enough for just taking this chance on me of course just taking the chance to come share this uh, on my podcast and I know you haven't done this kind of thing publicly before so I do want to ask you how do you feel sharing this story sharing your story, sharing this mm. really huge experience um, on this platform?
1: Oh, for me, I feel I've had to work a long time with that shame factor, right? So it's one thing to share something with your close friends. It's a whole different thing to tell strangers who don't know you from anywhere, right? Yeah. And a true test, so that, that question you asked about do people believe me and you know, how did that go? It's one thing for your friend, your mom, your dad to believe you when you tell them. It's not the same as somebody who doesn't know you how they will take it, right? Or somebody who knows the both of you involved in it, and it's not that awkwardness of who is telling the truth. The truth. And when you don't imagine someone can do something, it's very hard to wrap your head around it. And you know, it can be a very awkward position. For me, sharing helps me. That's for me. Right. And and I I hope it helps people understand that you need to be mindful and careful, not to leave in fear, obviously, but be mindful and careful as much as you can. Technology has gone way advanced. There's so many more things you can do now that can, you know, help do things more subtle, right? On the flip side as well, you know, as an individual. Don't do unto others what you don't want them to do unto you. Very simple principle. Very simple principle. This experience will stay with me forever. Like if you wake me up 10 years from now, I can recount the story for you exactly the same way I did today. Because I can close my eyes and I can relive every single moment of it. What you think you may think is your play, which I honestly that's not playing no i it's, think we ruled that out especially it's the second not. one there was not there was no play there about was, that both
0: of them there was no, no play. play there There was
1: there was no play about that like no. um being dragged
0: from mm-hmm. the doorstep all the way to your bedroom girl oh, that's not playing.
1: oh the other thing i forgot to mention in both cases how for survivors to where you, where you lose it you see the person again and they act like nothing happened girl people say something happened we saw the person again, and they still worked. And on that person the makes person. you feel
0: like you're crazy. Because Bingo! They act I can, so I can, under,
1: I can understand that because the first one was easier for me because I didn't, I didn't have to interact with the person anymore. In fact, I don't think I saw them. I may have seen them maybe once after that, and that was about it. The second person I saw a few times after, and the first time I saw them after, I had to say, "Wait a minute, am I dreaming?" They need an Oscar award. He wow. acted like nothing like to this day i still question does he remember what happened because he's acting like nothing happened this is him hey how are you how are you doing oh I, haven't you I. I haven't seen you in a while this i haven't seen you in a while i take care and i was just like what you haven't seen me in a while no ish i wonder why that is acted like nothing happened and the few times i've seen him again after that in general environment you not know people act awkward that Never acted weird or awkward. I was the one who was awkward and weird because I was just like, it's scary. Acted very normal to the point that you start questioning yourself as to if you misinterpreted what happened mm-hmm. and if there's something off because why would they? Huh. Nothing is wrong. And do they understand that what they did was wrong? Because they're not acting like it. I I don't know if it's because they've done it many times. They've gotten desensitized. I... Each time I would see him, all I would be thinking about was this person. Almost wake me, and he's here, laughing, chatting, casually asking, you casually moving doing. around me as if nothing happened.
0: I want to end on a lighter note because this mm-hmm. is a really heavy conversation. So I it want is. you to go to bed feeling, well, you know, I hope feeling okay and feeling good about what you've done today because it's blessing. Uh, I hope, hope it helps it.
1: somebody. I hope it I hope helps it, somebody. I hope. I hope it does.
0: I believe you're not, you're it not
1: alone. It's not your fault. Yes. Someone to, to talk to. Yes. And you know, do the best you can. But we need to do better in raising our daughters and sons better. Like our daughters are do, or have a lot on their plate. We need to do better with our sons, mm-hmm. right? Because. We need to teach our boys and girls to speak up, to be careful, you know, things to watch out for, things to avoid if they can, and to be comfortable to speak Still up. speak up to yeah. the right person. Yeah. You know, end of the day, we need to do a better job in not only putting the responsibility of safety and consent and good manners and behavior on our daughters, we need to put it on our sons too. Because these boys didn't wake up one day at the end of that way, because most of the time no one taught the right thing. And two, there was no accountability or precaution for bad behavior.
0: It's a learned behavior nobody wakes up or is born a bad person I don't believe that I think it's learned so I want to ask what is something that you feel that you do for fun just to help you kind of de-stress oh
1: uh, well I listen I listen to books and music so I'm a I, I like okay to, so tell me what you're so. listening to now I like mystery book I would say James Patterson is probably one of the few uh. authors who who's able to keep me like Wait, I was, was reading
0: James Patterson when I was a, maybe twelve years old. Favorite, favorite top, yeah, mystery. Yeah. Top, 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 Absol- top
1: Absolutely. I, I like to listen to music, you know, gospel music. Yeah, um, I know you do so even non-gospel music to just um, upbeat music, right? So yeah, I like
0: my kind of African music, you know, yeah
1: beats, so. right? Probably maybe listen to a book while I'm either feeding baby, changing diapers. So when you're not apps- feeding
0: baby and you're not changing <laughs> diapers, running after kids. What is something you just do for yourself? Just me
1: time. Self-care. What is that? So self-care for me looks like either having a, a nice warm bath in the jacuzzi. I get some of these nice body products from like Body Shop, Lush. Okay if i want to be extra about it i put on a candle right a little, right and I'll then deeply, like, listen to music or listen to something upbeat and fun um, while i'm okay. while i'm soaking in or if that means getting a manicure and pedicure like also be people who can do their own manicure and pedicure i can't this. do it it's, it's yeah. not for me i try um yeah me too okay. if you have the opportunity to change one thing in nigeria what would it be keep it simple let there be light like electricity light as they talk about the bible so that is the one thing you, you against many problems but as when god wants to create this world what do you do let, there, so be let there be light so you can see what you can do is like you can actually see what they the apple and figure out then That's you can now really start doing true. issue and which mission analysis Ocean development yeah. china um, and you can see Niger- all the evils that are happening Nigeria yeah, place, well, light. if there's light people go fit put food for fridge and freezer you know people can have running water because all these are all joined together don't have to be doing can do can in do this day and all age, the, uh, people get you know, how many people have died from, from carbon monoxide poisoning mm-hmm. People who have small gens but because they don't they don't want to be noise swollen, pollution they put it close everywhere. into the house and then the pollution then they all end up dead yeah they're just generators like noise pollution like you said yeah. um you yeah, health and safety fires catching explosions so many things you so, can't okay. study you can't and light also gives safety when there's light where everybody can see evil creeps where there's darkness yeah yeah. It, it can I try like to keep it to the light, but when there's everywhere, one it. Why is it that things happen more at night
0: than it darkness
1: cannot subdue the light? Even
0: the Bible says so. Let there yeah. be
1: light. Yeah. There be light
0: I like Let that. So light. that's one
1: thing you would change if you could Let there change be something and in empty, Nigeria. And absolutely. And everything else follows after.
0: It's has been wonderful talking to you, Tokes. I could Plain keep words. you here forever. Thank you so much for being you. here today. It's a pleasure. Today's conversation Plain was course. also recorded by yeah. video. Please check it out on YouTube. And also, please consider subscribing at Unfiltered Real Talk Podcast. Hey, friends. Thank you so much for listening to the very end of this conversation. I hope that you enjoyed it. And I truly hope that inspired you. If you enjoyed the conversation, please consider rating wherever you listen and connect with me on social media with what you enjoyed or maybe something that you did not enjoy that you would like to see in another conversation. So connect with me with a comment and your feedback. Let's keep continuing to do and inspiring to do what is right and kind. I'll see
1: you in the next episode.